motivation things that I found on the internet um, for us to listen to and dwell on, see if they make any sense to us in our lives. First one is, the fact is that to do anything in the world worth doing, we must not stand back shivering and thinking of the cold and danger, but jump in and scramble through as well as we can. That was by Robert Cushing. And the second one I found was by Voltaire, and it's short. And um, to the point, it goes, Work spares us from three evils, boredom, vice, and need. And actually, I like that out of the two of them. What do you guys think? I think they both make a good statement, definitely. They do. Um, well, today in Motivated Women number six, we have a guest with us, and that's Tim from Taste Like Burning. Hello. And Crystal's returning. Crystal's returning to us from my hiatus the last time when she did the um, special episode with the Hoof and for Hooters gals. Hello, everybody. And you did an awesome job with that, Crystal. Oh, thank you. It was a lot of fun to it do. It was like a party, Crystal. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. The real party's coming out soon. <laughs> <laughs> how, many, how much longer till that? Um, <clears throat> hopefully next week. Wow, sure time. Shooters on shooters. <laughs> <laughs> and, and where are you getting those shooters from? Uh, that would be from a lovely book that my very good friend Julie from the Badger Cast and Motivated Women gave us. Wow, you're still using that, huh? All the time. I, I heard I the last that show, though, about. that last shot or shooter didn't sound very good. The one with the tequila no, and the banana. Yeah. No, wouldn't recommend that one. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, I started off by asking Tim in because I think we need, I don't think we need, I think everybody needs a different perspective and because we all make the world go round and we all learn from different things and kind of pulling them to what works for us. And um, I came to that conclusion not only by listening to Tim and what he said on his um, podcast and comments that he's made on others, but also from watching Dale here in our house, is that men lose weight totally different than women. And the one thing that brought that completely to the forefront for me is that I um, showed Dale the iPhone app that I've been using called Lose It, to at least tra track calories a little bit for me, to, a, a better way for me to see how much I'm really snacking on certain things and how I'm um, documenting the exercise I do. And it's nice because it will give you, it gives you three choices when you um, put information into the beginning of this. It asks you, number one, what your goal weight is. Next, it asks you how much you want to lose or not so much how much you want to lose. How fast do you want to lose it? Do you want to lose like a half a pound a week? Do you want to lose like a pound, a pound and a half a week? Do you want to lose more in like two plus pounds per week? And then it'll give you a um, calorie level for the for a day so that if you eat, I'll pick up, a number off the top of my head is if you have 1,200 calories for the day. If you eat those 1,200 calories and stay faithful to it, you will still lose the weight in whichever way you chose to lose it to begin with. If you add exercise in on top of it, exercise will either give you one of two options. You either A, can eat more for that day, 
up into that 1200 calories because it'll take the calories burned by that exercise and basically subtract it from what you've eaten already and give you that much more to eat. Or you've just, you're losing weight faster in that period of time rather than having something extra. And I think that works um, two different ways. The first way I think that works is that if you really had a bad week and you want to make up for it, exercising and not um, taking in those extra calories will help you get back on track. Or like I found, if I'm looking for or looking forward to, like, say, a party. Like, I have a baptism, or what did I say, baptism? I have a first communion tomorrow. I know there's going to be cake and all kinds of extra stuff there. So if I um, want to stockpile for something coming up at the end of the week, I can use my exercise that um, and those extra calories I've burned, and for those days that I did it, not eat anything, but then choose to eat something more calorie-laden at the end of the week, it'll kind of balance itself out. Have you you guys um, looked at a program like this or know which one I'm talking about? Go ahead, Crystal. I'll let you have the lead on this. Um, I don't have any kind of application or anything like that because I I don't have an iPhone. But it's very much like the Weight Watchers program in the sense that you have your certain amount of, with with Weight Watchers, it's points. But basically, your point is on average about 60 calories. So depending on your weight, depends on how many points you get. You have that for the week. You also have an additional 35 points for the week that you can spread out. And then on top of that, you have your exercise points that you earn. And you can save those up a little bit if you have an event coming up. That's a change they've made. Program, it used to be you had to use them that day. But it increases how much you can eat that day or your calorie intake because you have burnt those calories. So it sounds like it's very similar, just using different um, vocabulary. It, it does sound that way. And the, the difference I found when I when I showed Dale this program is that when you factor in being a male versus the female, he gets, I mean, he's not that much taller than me. He gets almost double the calories in that a day correct. and still lose weight compared to a female. And I just, it never really struck me on how different it is that men and women lose weight. And what he's done, and he hasn't really been doing anything except eating what I've been cooking around the house, and by, I don't know, lack of a better term, osmosis, he's kind of picked up some habits, and he's lost 20 pounds without thinking about it. Yeah. We, we have that ongoing in our house where Rod will just change his eating habits slightly, and he'll drop 15 pounds. And I'm struggling constantly and may do the same thing and may lose five. Yeah, it's just mind-boggling how much easier it is for men to lose weight. Now, this is where I wanted Tim to come in because I want to know if he feels the same or if we're just it's just a woman's take on it or if it's something that's truly true. No, I, I think on average you're right. I know the physiology of it is that men tend to carry more muscle mass, which means they're going to burn more calories uh, so they can make a small adjustment and and lose more weight. I know that's generally the case. Now in my house with James, it's the same kind of deal, but it's I think I have a special situation. A lot of it I think is also genetics. Um, I think you know he doesn't really work out, but he stays lean without uh, doing much of a workout or doing much of anything. And uh, you know he can eat 
five times a day or sit down and snack on a loaf of bread and it won't add any pounds to them. And I think that's, I hate you know, him. I think that's, I hate him too. Well, I do too. I do too. Um, <laughs> I think that's, um, I think that's, <laughs> I think that's genetics. Now, when I, as some people uh, who might've heard my show may know, I was anorexic in high school and I have heard that that can actually severely damage your metabolism later on in life. So I think in a way we have a similar setup, even though we're both guys, I think we have a similar setup because he can make a small adjustment and lose a pant size. Whereas all, you know, let's say for instance, and this is a really good example. We both used to drink regular soft drinks all the time, which as you know, are packed full of sugar and all that good stuff. And, um, you know, we know, is the weight coming on? Well, he quit drinking regular soft drinks, went to diet, and easily lost 15 pounds without doing anything. And that's just couch surfing, you know, mm -hmm. on the television or whatever. Right. I stopped drinking diet soft drinks. I, now, granted, I've only been not drinking diet soft drinks for maybe a month now. I think maybe I've lost four to six pounds. So although I shouldn't be in that situation you know, because of physiology and stuff, I can totally relate to you guys how your husbands, you know, will blink one time extra a day and lose five pounds as a result. You know? right. I, right. And I've been there with the soda. That is out of everything I've done in the last year and a half, soda, giving up soda. And for me, it was carbonated beverages in general. I, I noticed a good chunk of, um, the beginning weight to come off. And, and that's yeah. all I did. Um, and, and people look at me kind of funny when they say I don't drink carbonated beverages. It's like, you know, I think, I think when, when I met Crystal and Rad at that, um, the first PME or NME or whatever the heck they're going to call it these days, when it was in, um, California, that I had been almost a year without carbonated beverages. And we were at the convention center and there was, I was really thirsty. There was nothing to drink except a carbonated beverage. And I'm like, okay, one's not going to hurt me. I'll go ahead and, and have that. The next two days, I felt awful. It was that whole carb overload thing because I wasn't used to it at all. And I'm like, after feeling that way, I've never gone back to it. And I don't know if yeah. if that's something everybody experiences or if it's back to what you were saying too about the genetics that s certain things will affect some people to a lesser degree and others to a um, greater degree and how you're doing it. And that's where I like that when you listen to multiple different people, you take tidbits of each and you incorporate them into what's going on for you. Because for me... That's why I think I've been so successful in the last year in dropping the weight and keeping the weight off, even with a lot of the stress that we've been under in the last six months here, because I've taken it and made it my own and made it work for me. And, and not that everything that I've done has worked. Not everything has done has worked. I, you know, I will try it. If it doesn't work for me, I'll, I'll switch to something else. And the only way I know that there's something else to to go to or to look at is because I've talked with people. Right. Yeah. From a male, well, I do have a, I do have a couple of of um, good alternatives, if you will, that that have helped me out a lot. Okay. If I could offer those real quick. Oh, we'd love um, to hear them. Okay. Well, what I've done because uh, I cook pretty much every night except on the weekends. So for myself personally, now you know I can cook say. A chicken breast with some vegetables and maybe a side of, of rice or something like that. 
Now, he'll be able to inhale that entire plate, no problem. That's his meal for the night. And I had been following suit just because, you know, when you, when you eat dinner together, you just tend to eat the whole meal. But what I've been doing that's been helping out a little bit is spreading the calories from the dinner the last night out. And I'll cut my portion in half before we sit down to eat, like literally half the chicken breast, half the rice, half the vegetable, put it in Tupperware, and I'll have that for lunch tomorrow. So I'm still getting an ample amount of meals, but I'm spreading the calories out. Uh, and that's actually helped quite a bit. And I've also found, um, and I'm sure other diet sodas have this, but Diet Right actually has no carbs, no sodium, which I know can be a problem with water retention and things like that no calories. It's made with Splenda. So that's another thing that helped me because I could not stomach diet drinks, but I like you, I like carbonated drinks. And, uh, these, the diet rights have a lot of different fruit flavors and there's no carbs or sodium or anything like that. So it's pretty much just water with, you know, fruit flavoring in it. So those have two, th that's been two things that have helped me a lot as far as trying to get a hold and, uh, stop any kind of weight increase and actually gotten me to lose a few pounds. Crystal, what do you think about that? Is Crystal still there? I think we lost Crystal. Um, Sorry, I had somebody at the door. Oh, here. that's okay. Um, Tim was just saying how alternatives that he's done is that in taking a dinner, for example, instead of eating the whole plate, so to speak, he's kind of like cut everything in half and then taken that other half and used it for lunch the next day. And then the second one um, in relation to carbonated beverages is that he likes the diet rights because they really have, there's no sugar, there's not a whole lot of sodium in them, and they have multiple flavors out there. Right. Yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a big diet soda person myself. I never have drank in uh, regular carbonated sodas. It's either been water or diet. Yeah. I, um, I, so that that's a helpful thing for me. When I was and drinking, I, oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 go ahead. I was going to say, when I was drinking um, carbonated beverages um, years past when I tried to, to diet and do stuff, Diet Right one, Diet Right was the brand that I was drinking because of that same thing, because I, I didn't want the extra sodium, and the other ones I couldn't stand. And for some reason, Diet Right, those flavors um, clicked with me. Um, I, I don't think that's something you have in Canada, to be honest with you. I've never heard of that before. Hmm. Um, I'd have to look in that one. I don't know. The question I have for Tim after explaining that is, is the then your lunch the next day in a change from what you normally would have um, eaten for lunch and making it a healthier choice, or is it just a substitute? I think it is definitely um, healthier because especially focusing on dinners, um, since I have time to do the prep work and, and cook it at home, I tend to make a lot more uh, healthful dinners than I would say lunches if we're by ourselves because we tend to want like something quick and easy. Uh, and our breakfasts tend to be healthy too, but we don't necessarily make breakfast during the week. But um, yeah, I, I would say it would be because I'd be eating a nice protein and vegetable and uh, you know rice or whatever, as opposed to say having um, a fast food sandwich or a burger or something like that. So I would definitely say that it's being, uh, it's a better choice as far as getting the vitamins and the nutrition that I need uh, during lunchtime as opposed to eating just, you know, pretty much junk food for lunch. Mm -hmm. Now, when you, well, go ahead, Crystal. So, and I was just going to say, it, it works a lot better when you're prepared and you plan ahead. I mean, one of the big things that 
the program I've always been on, it's it's like having cut up vegetables in the fridge. If you can take the time to cut all of that up, have it available, when you are hungry, you're more likely to grab something that's healthy versus a handful of cookies out of the cupboard. Make sure you have lots of oh, very true. plan I mean, ahead. And I mean, and that's the hardest part is if making that commitment to plan ahead. So by, you know, making a little bit more at dinner and, and taking it for lunch the next day, like Tim said, it stops you from going, oh, I don't have anything for lunch. Okay, well, I'm going to hit McDonald's. Right. Because right. it's quick and it's easy. And since you're making dinner... Since you're making dinner anyway, it's really not a big chore. And I tend to I tend to find that, you know, uh, for just packaged foods or making things portion-wise, um, you know, portions are so huge these days, even when you buy things to prepare at home. So it's really not a problem um, just to, to take a portion of it because I don't want to eat that much food at lunch anyway. I tend to like a lighter lunch anyway. So it really works out, and it's really not a lot of extra effort. All you have to have is Tupperware available that night to stick your to stick your food in for the next day. Right, and I found exactly. um, here like the kids and everybody hated me yesterday. I had gone um, shopping and I had bought what I call salad fixings, and that's a bunch of vegetables, lettuce, spinach, and I wanted them all in their containers, out of their packages, cut up and ready to go, so that I don't have to do that when I decide I want a salad and then I'm daunted because I haven't cut it, I haven't done any of that stuff. It's much easier um, to make that choice for a salad if all the stuff is just ready to take out of the container and use. And it may take me an extra half hour, 45 minutes when I'm done grocery shopping, but in the end it's worth it to have it ready to go. It's already cut up in um, pretty much portion-sized pieces when I put it into the Tupperware containers. Um the lettuce and the spinach, I i mean, I was floored earlier this week when two of my kids came up to me and said, Mom, I really want a salad instead. And we're not talking just a couple pieces of lettuce and a lot of dressing. They both wanted the lettuce. They wanted the spinach. They wanted the peppers and the cucumbers. I mean, they really wanted a salad. And that just floored me that they have picked up that habit now of wanting it. So that as a benefit, at least if you're um, – a mom and with kids or in a household where you have other people, they see you doing it and they're more apt to start doing it. At least that's yes. what I'm finding right now. Yeah, absolutely. Any other comments, Tim? I just want to say I came to this little realization yesterday, though I'm sure I've done it many, many times before, but I was, I was running through the house and, and my week has been insane. So I needed something to eat quick. And earlier in the day I had a banana, which was really good. And I thought, you know, I want something else, but I don't really want to be good. So I grabbed a handful of cookies, bad me. And you know what? After I hovered down those cookies, I sat there and I went, I far preferred the banana I had earlier. I got a lot more satisfaction out of it. It tasted a lot better. So it takes a while, but eventually I think you do find that those natural foods, not only do they satisfy you more, but they taste better. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. I have to agree too with that. Um, finding myself buying more fresh fruit in season just because I want the taste of it. Um, although, like I said, I've never really given up the sweets along the way. Um, it's cheating to a point, but I've been buying the huge supersized bags of certain things. So like um, the two big bags we have in the house right now are the um, – several pound bag of Swedish fish and the humongo pound bag of M&Ms. And what I do at the start of the day or whenever I get that first craving, I take, and I just take one serving size. Now for, for the M&Ms, a serving size they consider is a quarter cup. 
So I take that quarter cup and I stick it on the counter and I'm like, okay, this has to last me pretty much for the day unless I've gone out and done a lot of exercise. And it's it's easier for me to visualize making sure that that's there rather than going back to that bag every time and taking some out. Um, the other thing I've done is I, instead of buying candy bars, like the normal size candy bars that everybody thinks about, is I buy the little miniatures because just to get that taste yep. of chocolate is depending on what candy you buy, anywhere between like 20 and 50 calories. Kind of like with my malted milk balls that I like. They're like 50 calories, one or two just to get that taste, and then I'm, I'm out the door and I don't feel bad because I haven't wolfed down a whole super size or a king size Snickers bar. But you get just enough exactly. to take the edge off of it. And at least for me, it's still working because, I mean, I'm eating, still eating chocolate and still having snacks and stuff like that. But I'm not putting the weight back on, and I still get that craving or that fix taken care of. Because if you ignore those cravings or those, I just have to have that, you're more apt to so overdo it when you do break down and do it, it like it used to be in years past. I, I would try not to eat the chocolate or the ice cream, and I'd be driving by um, one of the custard stands around here, and it'd be like, okay, I'm going to have the extra large hot foot Sunday. And then right. everything was lost. And, you know, it. and I think it's the same way with something you overdo no matter what it is. And I today, for me, it was I love reading, and I, I buy books all the time because I need something new to read. I made a I made a um, statement to myself this week that I wasn't going to buy any more books. If I'm going to read a book, I'm going to wait till it comes to the library, or I'm going to borrow it from somebody that has it already. And I walked through Target today on my errand mission, and there were like four new books out. I think I walked past that place three times before I walked past and said, I'm leaving. I, I can't look at the book anymore, but I made it out of the store for the first time. And I don't know how long without buying a book. It's, and I equated it's to the same way with, with the food. It took me a long time going back and forth and ping ponging back and forth to, to set it and say, okay, I know that I'm still going to eat this stuff, but I'm going to eat it differently. Just like I know I'm going to continue to read, that's part of me, but I'm going to read differently because I'm going to utilize the free resources that are out there for that. To me, it made sense. I don't know. What do you guys think? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I think, yeah, it's again, it's about choices and, and, and making the right ones. And, you know, you can cut back on your food and make smaller choices in the same way you cut back on your spending, right? There's always mm -hmm. an alternative in the way that you can go and the choices that you make. Right, and just finding out what those alternatives are. I mean, I'm surprised at the number of people that I've talked to over time that don't know what the other choices are out there, no matter what we're talking about. And I, and I think that brings me to the, to what we've all been talking about in general. It's, it's planning things, gathering the information that you need and then sitting down and putting it in to some sort of, um, scheme within your lifestyle. Now, the biggest, change that I've noticed with all this planning is I was doing really good. Um, granted, I wasn't working and I was still doing this stuff as a mom, but now that I'm back to work and I'm either A, picking up shifts at the drop of a hat, or I'm putting in a 12-hour shift, and for me to do a 12-hour shift at this one place, that means I'm leaving at 5 in the morning. I'm not getting home until 8, 30, 9 o'clock at night because it's a little over an hour away. 
Um, do I really want to do that? No, but you know, you take what you can get. But that's made a huge difference in the way I have to put the rest of this um, lifestyle agenda for me together because I, I cannot do anything in the way of working out or exercise on any of those days. You're, I'm just too beat coming home from them. So it's planning my days off then so much more carefully to make sure that I make the time to go because I know I won't be able to go on the days I'm working. And with the kids and Dale's schedule and whatever else may pop up in, the, in life, it's it's an eye-opening experience to have to to write down something on a calendar or put it into something else where I never really had to do that before because it would be like, yeah, I have time because that, that four hours that I had before going in for an eight-hour shift, I could get a lot of that stuff done and wouldn't have to worry about it. Now that's not so much. I really feel more structured, but it's not a bad structure. And, and I, that, that sounds wrong, but... That's the feeling right now. You guys find the same thing with, I mean, Crystal, with you, when I listened to you talk about the kids and everything that they're in, I, I I felt for you so much when you were talking about that crazy Monday that you had the other day. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm sort of in a good place right now in the sense that we have a schedule because we're training for our walk in August. So Tuesdays and Thursday nights, 8.30, we head out the door and we're gone till 10.30, almost 11. And, you know, I'm exhausted and I'm tired, but I feel good. And I know that I have to do that. I have to be doing these walks in order to prepare for, for the summer and the 60-kilometer walk. Sundays we try and get out as well. It's a little harder because people have schedules and the kids are home. Uh, and then I've got tennis lessons once a week, which I'm making sure that I put the time aside for it's a little stressful on Rod right now in the sense not so much for the kids because they're bigger and they can manage but he's very busy right now and I think it's just not having me around as much so I, he walks in the door I walk out the door even though we don't have any great plans it's just nice to know that your partner's there and I think he's feeling that a little bit just with the stress from work so from that aspect it's a little hard but I've for once and kind of standing my ground and saying, I need to do this and I'm doing it. Good and for you. It doesn't affect the kids because it's bedtime. They don't like it. They like having me home, but I need to do it. And it's for me. And, and I do believe they all understand that they may not like it, but you know, I need to do this right now. It's time myself. It gets me healthier and it's helping me to prepare for something big that I'm working towards. So I've been making the time, and that's a really hard thing for me to put me first um, ahead of everybody else, but I've been doing it, and so far, so good. Yay. But I, I found the same thing here. It's the, the same things. I mean, it's like mom is doing this. It, it, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. Mom is doing this. You can either come along and do it with me, or you can stay home if the circumstances are right. And I used to to do that with Dale when the kids were really little because my kids are three kids in 42 months. So uh, it used to be Dale would walk in the door at 536 and I would be on the way out as he drove in the driveway. And he's like, you're leaving. I'm like, I need to get away from here for my sanity. It's 
you know, if you want me to continue to do something and be sane and well-adjusted, I need to leave. And it took him a while to get used to that because he felt like it was a attack on him because I just dropped everything and left. And it wasn't that I just dropped everything and left. It's like I knew that I hit my limit and I needed yep. to leave before I did something to the kids or to him or to me. And, right. you know, I, I think that, like you said, the kids are older because our kids are about the same age that they're learning, yep. but they're learning something else. I think in the whole thing, it's that, you know what, it's okay to put a limit on something. And if you truly need to do something for yourself, you need to be true to you first because I can't help you. Yep. I can't help my husband. I can't help the people I work with or for if I don't take care of me first. Right. Now, what's the men's perspective on that, Tim? Well, I, I think um, I think people don't appreciate the importance of personal time enough, especially if you're looking at it from outside yourself. I mean, everyone wants to, everybody wants to do something that they love, and maybe even something that they love to do alone, like you know, read or do whatever. And I think that um, it can be difficult, especially when you're in a couple situation, and even more especially if you have children in, in the mix. To uh, it's hard to get them to understand that personal time is just so very important. It's I think it's right up there with your physical, you know, mental well-being is a very important thing. Um, I know for us, um, he likes to do things that maybe I'm not so interested in doing, like maybe working on the cars or different projects or things like that. And I just look at it, and it's a good way, I think, to put it in perspective. And, you know, if you if you put it this way to, you know, like Crystal or to Rod or, you know, Julie, if you said to Dale, you know, while I'm doing this thing for myself, for my well-being and personal time, you know, you take something that you like to do, uh, and I'll, I'll, Crystal, I'll use you as an example if that's okay. You know, yeah. if you're if you're doing something that you like to do that's good for you, like this walk, you know, that could be a great time for Rod if he's not having to deal too much with work with the kids to play Call of Duty or do something that he enjoys doing that maybe you don't necessarily participate in. And it'd be exactly. the same thing. It'd be the same thing for you, Julie. You know, if if uh, if you want a block of time that you just want to escape into a book and read and just have some personal time, that'd be a great time for Dale to do something. You know, with with the other podcast or you know to do something with the kids or. Or whatever. So I, I just think you've got to kind of come at it from that angle that it's not that you're being selfish. And I don't think that you should ever feel bad for wanting personal time for yourselves. Um, it's not that you're being selfish. It's that you're also giving them an opportunity to do something that they enjoy doing, perhaps alone or something that maybe you're not so into. So that way, it's not so much that you're taking time away from them or your family. It's that you're allowing them to explore uh, their personal interests. So I, I like to come at it from that point of view. And, and I agree wholeheartedly there. And that's when I've sat down to do whatever it is, be it reading, going out and working out, I've told the kids that, you know, either A, you can come do it with me, or you can do something that you need to get done too. And so that they don't feel, like you said, left out because it's, it's time for them to be able to do stuff on their own too. And Dale has done that automatically we've always you know it's like if i mean we've been married what 19 years the whole time it's been you know if i take a, a day for me completely to me somehow we get a day completely for him in there and and i do that um a little differently with the kids because i want to spend one-on-one -on -one time with the kids not always three at once 
we pretty much, we don't schedule them, but the, the kids know that they can come up and say, you know, I want a day with just dad or I want a day with just you and nobody else. And then we do whatever they want to do for that day. Right. And admittedly, my point of view on it is going to be a little limited just because we don't have the child factor involved. So we have a lot of, you know, we, we have obviously a lot more time probably than you or Crystal would. Um, but at the same time, like I said, you know, whether you have a whole lot of free time or you have children in the mix and you don't have a lot of free time, um, I just I think that what what anyone should take from this is don't ever feel guilty for it. Oh no, never. Because never it's just guilty. as important as your physical health. You know, mental health is the other side of it, and it's one half of the equation. So you should never feel guilty for it. And um, you know, the kids aren't always going to understand if you need time alone, or even your husband might not understand if you need time alone. But I think if you do explain it, uh, as we've been, the three of us have been talking about that, you know, it's, it's important for me to do this for myself. And also, why don't you do something important, you know, for yourself? Uh, I think that's just a great way to broach the subject. And it kind of makes it a win-win for everyone instead of a, oh, why, why don't you want to be around me or, you know, things like that. Oh, right. Because I know that's coming from, from the teenager that just um, hit 13 this year. Everything's about him now. It's, it's an interesting Phenomenal when you hit that 13th birthday. Um, Crystal, you have anything else before we switch to the next thing on my list? I just wanted to ask Tim real quick, now that his house renovations are done and, and uh, the treadmill's fixed, have you found a, a schedule at all to be able to do your workouts, or is that something that's still in the works? We're still in the works on that, actually. We're going to do a schedule together. Um we have we have attempted to sit down and actually make one, but of course life got in the way. Um, and uh, so not yet, but we we are planning uh, hopefully this weekend actually, uh, if not next, to sit down and make a schedule together. And it's just so hard. I mean, you look at your day, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of people will you know feel like they just have no time. But then when you really look at your day, uh, you can actually find a lot of time. I'm really bad about. Uh, having the feeling of, geez, there's, there's not enough time to work out. You know, I've got to go to work and I've got to take care of the house and do all this and that. And, um, but I think if you really sit down and examine, it's, it's not too awfully difficult to find a stretch of time where you can work out. But of course that's going to depend on each and every person's individual schedule and, and what's going on in their lives. But, um, but yeah, we're, we're, we're still going to plan to do that. And I want to do it together because, um, I equate it to quitting smoking in a way. If you don't quit as a couple, it's really hard to stay quit. So I equate that also with working out. I think sometimes um, if you don't do it together at least once in a while as a motivator, it can be really hard to keep it up on your own. It's a lot to keep on your own shoulders. But then again, you know, Crystal, you've been doing this walk, you know, independent of Rod and, and doing all these things, and you've had a fine time doing that. So. But I but I have some buddies that I do it with. If it wasn't for them, exactly. it's very easy for me to say, you know, I don't feel like it tonight, but they'll call and they'll go, come on, let's go. So having exactly. that buddy, whether it's your partner or somebody outside of your relationship, right. it's really important to have somebody that's your buddy as far as working out and exercising goes. And, and it's nice to have that person to bounce things off of too. And, and if you can have your partner do it, even better. But, right. you know, any form of partner or buddy that you can work out with makes a huge difference. I it, totally agree. It does. Because that's what I miss because I don't have that at least buddy to work out with. I have the buddy aspect 
in pretty much all the other ways because Crystal and you and whoever else through our podcast stuff is always there for me to, t- to talk to. Um, the buddy aspect for me, I think that was just bringing the kids, you know, the kids, you need to come, you need to do this and giving them the choice because they, they have the choice. At least when we hit the Y, they can either a go and do something as and play basketball or whatever in the open gym, or they have an, a family area set up where they can sit and do their homework. So for me, I think I get by with that buddy thing, just that they're they're with me. Right. It works, at least, yeah. you know, for the time. Um, when I think of what Tim has said, and there's a lot, a lot of things that Tim brought up that I didn't know about before with the past history with different things with eating and stuff like that. Where you're at now, have you sat and come up with, I'm going to follow a specific plan when it comes to eating, or are you just in general, eating healthier and in adding things as you're more comfortable with what you've already done? Well, I'm trying to find a middle ground between the two, actually. I find for me personally, if I sit down and try to analyze it too much and try to make too strict of a plan or schedule, it tends to turn me off to it. So I'm trying to make it free flowish, but at the same time have a bit structure because it's so easy to fall back into those bad habits if you you know you don't have some kind of rules or order um but just general rules like trying to to introduce fresh foods into the meals and uh trying to stay away from stuff that's heavily processed uh we've we've tended to move to organic stuff which i know a lot of people might not be able to because sadly the case is it's more expensive at least here uh, in the U.S., as far as I know, to eat organically is way more expensive than and to just, you know, pick up the processed dried stuff on the shelf. Um, but we've been making conscious efforts to just try to make general guidelines and not be too horribly strict with it. Because I think that leeway helps us not snap back into that unhealthy eating lifestyle. I'd have to agree there because that's how I initially kind of started with just some broad general things. And I've just kind of focused more and more as I've gone on. And, and I, you know what, I think that's the best way to do it because you're not, like you said, you're not so stressed and you're not so apt to make bad choices because you're, it's gradual. You're getting used to it. You're, you're, I mean, cause change, when, when you think of change that happens abruptly, it's, it's not always good to do something very abrupt because there are a lot of other things that can happen that make something worse or um, I, I can't think of the word I want. It, it's, it's that whole process, I think, just is, is harder. Not that it's not a good process to head towards, but to do it so severely um, has much more ramifications in a lot of different things than what your initial goal may be. If that and like makes- Crystal said before, I think if you kind of, um, I know from our experience, like easing ourselves into it, like Crystal said before, once you do that and you actually get into eating healthier foods and, and you get into eating the fresher foods and not the, you know, not the handful of cookies or whatever, but you choose the banana. I think over time you really do. Your body wants that fresh food. It wants the stuff that's better for you. And then eventually, because I know, uh, for instance, with James, he can't touch a regular soft drink. Now he says it tastes terribly bitter to him mm-hmm. and it tastes horrible and i think that's from just you know we drink a lot of tea and he drinks the diet drinks uh without all the the chemicals and stuff in it 
And I think that over time, it'll, it gets so much easier because your body doesn't want, I mean, you might in your mind want those things, but then like Crystal said, you have that cookie or whatever. And you're like, eh, I really wish I'd had another banana or something. So right. it does get easier over time. If you allow your body to adjust to not having, you know, this whole conglomerate of processed foods and chemicals and, and everything that's so easily and cheaply available now. Right. And I think the same thing holds too. When you think of the exercise, I, those days that I can't get to the gym, I feel like I need to go. It, I never thought that way before. It's like, I feel down or I feel sluggish because I'm not there doing it. And once I get there, I feel much better in doing it. So my body has gotten used to that and says, yeah, I really want to do that. Whereas before it was the chore to sit down and do it. When you were talking about um, the organic foods and I, I would venture to say just eating healthier in general is much more expensive than it is to grab the quick meal. Um, right. I've, I found that like with my, commute home, I can't wait till eight thirty, nine o'clock to eat dinner. There's, I mean, I eat lunch if I can at work, but then I need to grab something on my way. So trying to find something to eat in the car, trying to, you can't eat a whole lot in the car and drive without stopping. And I don't really want to do that. So I've been stopping at, um, there's a Taco Bell on the way. And I've been, the, the, the smallest little thing that I can find there that's within a what I call a decent calorie range are the little Mexi melts, just basically a soft shell taco with a little meat, little cheese, and I think a little salsa in it. Um, while they're the better choice, yesterday I had those, and my, my body was saying by the time I got home, can't do this. It's too fatty. It's too greasy. Something just did not sit well. So now I sit back and think, what other choices can you make? It's, it's my body telling me that I can't do that, too that it's more expensive to keep doing that on the way home. So for me, for planning, going back to planning this, I have to plan a way how I'm going to eat a better dinner or at least snack on something that's healthier till I get home. And that, I think, is going to be you know, really having to sit down and say, okay, I'm going to have to bring a lunch bucket or something with me and keep it in the fridge at work so that I have it for when I go home. Yeah, we'll see how that. Uh, that's works. a good idea. If you can, if you can take the scheduling of that, I think that would be a good alternative to to stopping the Taco Bell or somewhere like that. You know, have a have a, a turkey wrap that you make at home if you can. You know, the night before and have that right. all the way home in the car. Because when you think about it, when you're on the road, there is nothing but greasy, yucky fast food anywhere you go, uh, yeah. unless you want to completely get off the road, out of your car, sit down and eat a meal. And then you know, for me, that's just wasting another hour by the time you do all that and that doesn't fit into the plan of things either no and there's so many things that you could even if you just wanted to snack on the way home which would ultimately could turn into a meal if you weren't eating when you got home with your veggies and your fruit and beef jerky and cheese i mean there's a lot of things combined that are good for you that will give you that protein and your fruit and vegetables without having to have a big meal that's still healthy Right. That's and true. as you're saying that, I'm just thinking of like cheese crackers and some carrot sticks or something like that would be quick and easy to put in a, in a lunch bag of some sort. Good yeah. idea. Um, there are a lot of things also. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Uh, there are a lot of things that you could do that aren't refrigerated as well. I mean, and of course it's going to depend on your taste, but like Crystal said, beef jerky is a great one because almost all beef jerkies are very low in fat. Now, if you get the processed sausage kind, that's not very good for you, but the actual beef jerky, a lot of that's very low in fat, very high in protein, 
Uh, I know there's a bit of a sodium issue there sometimes, but it, uh, it's a pretty good alternative. Things like uh, dried prunes or fruits that aren't uh, fried, you know, like dehydrated, but not necessarily fried, um, like some of them are. Uh, I know prunes for me, I love the dried prunes, um, and that's a really good source of antioxidants and vitamins. So there's a lot of um, there's a lot of alternatives that you wouldn't even have to refrigerate that you could just keep in your bag and just reach over and get them while you're driving home that wouldn't be uh, too cumbersome to eat on the way home as well. Yeah, because that's the other thing I was thinking about. Some of the other things I thought about, like, can't eat that and drive at the same time. So those are good good choices, and I will have to look into them. Um, kind of brings us to the last part of what I had here was um, different recipes that we have come across. And um, while not the best um, locale recipe, it is a it is a decent recipe, and I found for the kids, I can pair it up with um, different things. And for me, I use it, at least the meal that I made with it, I used it as my main source and then just had a small salad with it, and it worked. And the recipe I'm talking about is a recipe I got from Firefighter Cindy on, I think it was on Twitter, maybe even Facebook, called Nutty Burgers. She had mentioned them, and I'm like, what the heck are they? And they are basically a souped-up hamburger. They have um, Parmesan cheese, breadcrumbs, garlic, and onion in them. And then you make your however big you want your burger, and then you cook that. Now, the, when I started adding up what was in the burger and how big I made my burgers, I think that was my problem, is that I made, gosh, they were six-ounce burgers, if I cut that down for me to make maybe a three to a four ounce burger, it would probably work a little bit better. The six ounce burgers came out to be around 510 calories. Now, if, like I said, if you had that with just a little bit of salad, not bad, but if you put that on top of a hamburger bun and whatever fixings you're adding on to it, that bumps it up even higher. Um, but they were very good. They were very tasty and having the cheese and everything in it was awesome. They were very, very good. And I know that Crystal had a salmon recipe. Yeah, it's a maple glazed salmon. And uh, I, I think I sent you the link. You did. And you I really liked it. It was maple, maple syrup, grainy mustard, soy sauce, and your salmon. And each serving was 282 calories, uh, 15 grams of fat. And, you know, my kids ate it. They weren't thrilled about it. They're not big fish people. But... I really liked it, and Rod seemed to really enjoy it. So if you like fish, that, that was a good one. And I think when you're talking about how the kids may not like a certain thing, um, it's exposing them to something new. And, again, maybe over yeah. time they will acquire a taste for it. Um, the other thing I found, like, like I said, I adapted it, that hamburger for me, is that I may make something that I would never totally eat the whole meal that I'm serving the kids, but I will take whatever that meat portion of it is, and I will use it just as the, the main protein in the salad that I'm eating. Because it, when you think of a salad, most of the calories is whatever the protein is and whatever you're using for dressing. The lettuce and some of the veggies that you may add to it, spinach like I like to use. You know, if I make a huge bowl of salad and before I put anything on it, the lettuce and the spinach come. So it's really those added things that you're adding to it. So um, the other thing I was thinking of as I'm talking about this is that I could use that hamburger or that nutty burger, and I could just crumble part of that up and put it in my salad and not have to do a whole lot more to it except whatever veggie I might want to add to it, like peppers or something like that. 
Another thing that we've been eating a lot of lately that the kids really do like is uh, Greek salad. And I don't mix in the feta and I don't mix in the dressing. I just keep them both on the side. And then I cut up your uh, red peppers, your tomatoes, cucumber. We're not a big uh, Greek olive people here. Um, and your red onions. And mix that all up and they just take as much as they want. They add a book, how much cheese and a little bit of dressing. And we've been eating a lot of that. And it's it's something that I'll really enjoy. And it's all vegetables. Yeah, that sounds awesome to me since I haven't really, eaten that lunch sounds yet. really good. Do you have any recipes at all, Tim? I do have a recipe. It's for a chicken tortilla soup that I came up with in my own head. Um, it's kind of an offtake of, I don't know, Crystal, if you have these up in Canada, but um, Julie, do you have on-the-border restaurants there where you are? I think we do. They we would, don't. They would probably be in the bigger city area, probably going somewhere between Milwaukee and Chicago, um, around where I am, well, the I'm in the middle of nowhere. So <laughs> this is an offshoot of, um, of their, uh, tortilla soup recipe that I, uh, heavily butchered and made my own, but uh, basically it's a lot of fresh vegetables and uh, really good protein. Uh, did you want me to read the ingredients off or? Yeah. Read the ingredients, give us an idea and then, um, email me the recipe and I'll put it on the webpage. Okay. Uh, basically what you're going to want is, uh, a medium to large white onion that you're going to uh, finely dice, uh, a large yellow squash that you quarter and chop, a large zucchini that you half and chop, uh, and, uh, one to two medium to large jal uh, jalapenos that are finely diced. You want one small bag of julienne carrots, four medium to large tomatoes that you cut into cubes, like sugar, sugar cube sized cubes. Uh, two to three large uh, to medium avocados that you do the same with, and um, one large and one regular can of chicken stock, and one can of baby corn that you chop up. And a lot of times you can find the pre-marinated fajita meat. You can either get the dark meat or the chicken breasts that are marinated already in the bag at the store. You want one pound of that that you grill if possible, and um, a little cumin. And a little garlic salt or salt, depending on how much garlic you want. We like a lot of garlic. And then um, just tostada shells or baked chips. The baked corn chips are a really good healthy alternative uh, for when you're done. So basically what you're going to do is start the stock and all the vegetables in there. And it's a really colorful, lots of different shapes kind of, kind of recipe. It's really good for presentation. Um, you're going to go ahead and start the vegetables in the broth. And while you're letting that uh, boil, you're going to grill the meat. By the time the meat's done, the vegetables have boiled long enough. And you throw the meat in there, maybe let it cook for another five or so minutes. And again, this recipe I'll give to you for the details. I don't cook the tomatoes or avocados at all. I leave those um, chilled in a bowl in the refrigerator. And when the soup is done, I dump them in there. And it kind of flash cooks the outside, but still leaves all the good vitamins and firmness of the avocado and tomato. And uh, it's just got a slight spice to it, nothing too heavy, but it's a really good, uh, it's a really good soup to have. It makes quite a lot and it's pretty healthy. I mean, the worst thing in it is probably going to be the salt and, um, and depending on if you get dark or light meat chicken, but it's, it makes a lot and, uh, it's great to have with, like I said, baked corn chips or regular corn chips. If you prefer, it's just a really good recipe, especially on a cold day, if you can, if you can manage it. But uh, it's really fresh, and uh, it 
It's got a lot of good vitamins, lots of vegetables in it. So it's something you might think about trying. You have me hooked already. It sounds yeah, awesome. It sounds great. <laughs> a lot of prep work on that one, but it's worth it for the end product. So. Sounds delicious. And, it, you know, for me, I have three people that can learn to cook. They can chop it all up. There you go. <laughs> I'm a mean mom, right? That's um, a good mom. Yeah, making them do the stuff that they need to do. Make them learn to cook. That's, you know, I I actually never was taught to cook. I mean, I watched my mom growing up, but she never really took me in the kitchen and showed me anything. So thankfully, I was a quick learner just by viewing what she did. But I think that's a really important skill for every kid to have is to learn to cook when they're young because it's so valuable to have in what we've been talking about and keeping yourself healthy and, and when you're an adult. So that's definitely a skill you want your kids to have. Absolutely. Yeah, we have to agree there too. And in, in our house, everybody had to learn to cook because my mom worked full time while we were um, pretty much ten on up. So the brothers had to do it too, as Olivia would say. And um, I know for for a fact that the one didn't learn his lesson because I saw him on uh, earlier this week, and his jaw just dropped to the floor. He's like, I don't recognize you. Wow, you look awesome. And to come from a brother that doesn't dish out compliments, it was like, okay, I feel really good. You know, and, and to kind of get back at him that the person who keeps telling me that he needs to do this and he needs to get back and lose the weight and do all this stuff, and he, for whatever reason, hasn't done it, um, I think it's given him more to think about that he's he's called since then and said, well, how did you do it? What did you do? And gave him a few things to to look at. And he says, well, I'll think about that and we'll see where it goes. So it rubs off on everybody we, we come in contact with in some way, shape, or form. Absolutely. Do you guys have anything else to add? Because I'm looking at my uh, monitor right now and we've been talking for close to an hour. <laughs> I'm amazed. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't looking at it before. No, I think I've... Uh covered everything I need to. It was great having Tim here to talk with, and I'm hoping that we can have you back. Add something well, to the show. Thank you so much for, thank you for asking me on. I really had a good time, and I would love, as much as you want to use me on the show, I'd love to come back and talk with you guys about all kinds of things. Okay, I great, will Tim. keep that in my little planning thing, and um, pretty much we're going to end here for Dale's thing, and I will have him add in the separately the contact information for stuff.